0: Welcome to the podcast, everyone. After three long years, we are finally able to gather together in person at the National Postal Forum in Phoenix, Arizona. I am super thrilled to be going to this year's NPF and I hope many of you will be there as well. The theme for this year's NPF is Facing the Future Together. And I think that underscores something very important for us to remember. The USPS on its own cannot effectively bind the nation. It requires a public-private partnership that includes mail owners, mail service providers, equipment manufacturers, software providers, data service providers, and logistic and transportation companies. It is an ecosystem of millions of people working together. And thus, I think the theme of the forum is appropriate as we need to continue to work together if we are going to have a stable postal service capable of providing the universal service we pay for and expect. The MPF is well known for its excellent workshops and USPS executive-led sessions, and this year's MPF looks to continue that with presentations focused on innovative technology, e-commerce, leadership development, operational efficiencies, and ways to enhance the value of mail. For myself, I'm particularly interested in attending sessions that discuss how to leverage informed visibility for enhanced mail tracking and strategically timing multi-channel marketing campaigns, plans for the local, regional, and national USPS Connect initiatives, Continued enhancements of informed delivery, and of course, best practices in address quality. You know, Cast Cycle O is well underway, and if you want to make sure that you have timely, predictable, and ultimate delivery of your mail pieces, you'll want to stay on top of what Cast Cycle O certified technology can provide to help reduce undeliverable as address mail. In addition to attending workshop sessions, I myself will also be presenting two workshops at MPF. On Sunday, I'll be presenting Mitigating the Great Resignation with Automated Workflows. In this session, I'll be sharing what our customers have told us about the challenges they're having in attracting and retaining people to prepare mailings using the various software and data services necessary to achieve postage discounts. Mail preparation continues to be complex, and not only do you need a subject matter expert to pre sort the mail, you need someone to actively monitor the USPS business customer gateway in order to prevent or mitigate mailer scorecard errors. Emerging technology and software can help automate some of these processing and monitoring responsibilities, which can in turn help mailers to repurpose resources for other growth areas. On Monday afternoon, I'm also teaching a class on address quality entitled, Where Did My Customers Go Now?, Keeping up with customers on the move is a continual challenge and it seems that fewer people are filing a change of address with the Postal Service. In this session, I'm going to share best practices and how you can strategically leverage USPS and industry source data in order to further reduce UAA mail and reconnect with customers that move but may not have filed a change of address with the Postal Service. In addition to the workshops, I'm also planning to spend as much time as I can in the exhibit hall. This is often where I get the best pulse of the industry by hearing directly from customers and partners about their business, which is, you know, why I'm there. It's what is, I want to hear what's working, what's not working. And of course, different ways to enhance the software and the services that they rely upon to pre-sort the tens of billions of pieces of mail that Blue Crest and BCC software help to enhance. Uh, So definitely would love to see people at the exhibit hall. Uh, And if you do come to the exhibit hall, please make sure to make your way to the front right corner. As soon as you walk in, you'll find Bluecrest, BCC Software, and our newest acquisition window book all right in a row, right on the very uh, right side as you walk in. And I'm very pleased that the post service, uh, working with them, we're able to get all three booths together like that. And I think it's going to help open a great dialogue to understand how can we together, our customers and our partners, BlueCrest, BCC, and WindowBook, work collectively together to enhance an entire end-to-end workflow for our customers and partners. And, And it's all about improving the overall value of mail, of course. And this includes the exciting innovative services WindowBook is providing for mailer scorecard monitoring. Mail or scorecard errors can be costly, sometimes exceeding thousands of dollars. So, this is something I think all mail service providers should really look into and possibly consider as a, as a good mail or scorecard monitoring service. So, please, please do check out uh, those booths at, uh, at NPF. And while I'm looking forward to a great NPF, I have to admit, I'm really not looking forward to that extreme heat of Phoenix. You know, the forecast I was checking the other day is going to show, uh, it's showing right now temperatures that are going to be in excess of 100 degrees each day. And Folks, I got to tell you, for a guy coming from Minnesota, where the ice just recently melted from the lakes, that's like going to be like walking into a sauna, don't you know? It's going to be very hot out there, so I'll do my best to try and stay cool. Seriously, though, please do stop by booths 701, 801, and 901 if you do go to the MPF, because I'd like to say hi, and of course, ask how can we help to enhance your mailing operations. Now, turning to postage price increases. USPS recently filed for increases to market competitive products, including new prices for certain international special services and product enhancements for Priority Mail and Parcel Select. The price increases, if approved by the Board of Governors, would take effect on July 10th to coincide with the market-dominant price increase I discussed on a prior podcast. Additional changes for this filing include extending cubic rates to Priority Commercial Base and introduce cubic rates to parcel select ground packages up to one cubic foot. And separate from the filing, the Postal Service is also planning to update the way the distance between origin and destination zip codes is calculated to determine the appropriate zone assignment. You know, again, that's for zone rated uh, products and materials. And that's going to be a, a, what they're gonna do is rather than use that distance between the origin and the destination plan, the Postal Service is going to use the distance between three digit zip codes instead to determine the zone. And that'll be part of this July 10th rollout. This is a change. It's something that I'm planning to research a bit more because there's more than just the U.S. Postal Service that, that uses these zone charts. The published zone charts are used by many non-mailing companies. So I want to understand that a little bit better because some of the numbers are going to change and that could have a sort of a ripple effect uh, in other areas. But I'll look more uh, into that as in, the, in the coming days, uh, possibly even uh, discussing that at the National Postal Forum again. And by the way, since I'm discussing pricing, I think it's also important to note that PMG DeJoy recently stated during the May 5th Board of Governors meeting that the industry should prepare themselves for uncomfortable increases for quite some time. I'm paraphrasing what he said, although he actually did say uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable increases. He stated that the USPS finances have been severely damaged by 10 years of two constrained increases. And while he didn't say how often the post service would increase prices, We should certainly all be prepared for the USPS to consider increases at least twice annually in July and January. So again, we've got one in July here coming up. We're going to have another one in January. And this is all because that's basically the cadence that they'd already talked about before. But but it's important to watch and listen to this carefully because technically the Post Service could do more frequent than twice a year if they wanted. They just have to give that 90-day notification to the industry. So we'll have to watch that closely. But it's I can understand why they're doing that, because if you look at the year-to-date fiscal results for the Postal Service as posted on their webpage, you'll see that while the revenue is up, as expected due to the successive, and in many cases, substantial price increases. We're talking double-digit increases here. Um, But their operating costs are also up due to inflation, inflation that's highest in over 40 years. Um, And that increased inflation is outpacing the increase in revenue. So they're actually uh, seeing a net loss. And in fact, when you compare uh, to the same period last year, uh, the Postal Service is in the red by over $2 billion uh, if you just look at the first half of this fiscal year versus first half of the last fiscal year. So my advice to the listeners, take the PMG at his word. There will continue to be uncomfortable price increases until the USPS can project a self-sustained financial position. Finally, on more positive note, I'm happy to share that we now have a fully constituted USPS Board of Governors. The Senate recently confirmed President Biden's two recent nominations of Dan TaggerLeney, who replaced former Governor Ron Bloom and Derek Kahn. This means we now have nine governors, four of whom are politically aligned as Democrat four that are politically aligned as Republican, and one that is independent. It also means that the majority of the currently seated governors was appointed by President Biden. A minor footnote, really, but as I personally do not believe that the president, whomever it is, directly controls the affairs of the USPS, but I thought I'd just point that out, that right now the majority of the seated governors are from uh, President Biden's nominations. And, uh, and and by the way, it also is important more that, that the, based on some of the prior Board of governor calls, it sounds as if PMG DeJoy has strong support from the entire Board of Governors as he continues to implement the Delivering for America plan. So really in short, PMG DeJoy, he's here for quite some time, at least until he's able to put the USPS on a financial stable path. As I wrap up the podcast, I did want to remind our customers that are listening to consider attending our annual Information Exchange User Conference this August. It'll be held in Rochester, New York from August 9th to the 10th. And as in former years, this is a venue to openly and candidly discuss how to further enhance the solutions, share best practices, and get the latest insight into the current product roadmaps. And with the recent acquisition of WindowBook, I think this year's information exchange will be particularly beneficial to mail service providers who are looking for enhanced automated workflows and ways to minimize and mitigate mailer scorecard errors, especially for undocumented pieces. To learn more about information exchange or to register for it, please do visit the www.ieuserconference.com website. And I hope I'll see you at the Information Exchange in August. And folks, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about mail tracking, better automate your mailing workflows, or again, to have a link from our main webpage to the uh, Information Exchange user conference, please visit us at our main webpage of bccsoftware.com or just give us a phone call. As always, we'd like to know how can we help. Thanks for listening to the podcast and have a great day. And I hope to see you at the National Postal Forum.